What's up guys? Good morning. How are you? Hope you're having a fantastic day. Just a quick one for you today. We're going to be talking about how I believe counting macros long term can lead to eating disorders. And the reason why I'm so passionate about this subject is because I created my own eating disorder through counting calories, being addicted to counting calories, being so specific. Now, before you run off, pause this podcast and say to everyone who's telling you to count calories and all the people in your life that are like, you need to track your macros, they are right. At some point in your life, you have to figure out how many calories you're consuming because you'll be surprised how much sugar intake you're getting. You'll be surprised how many calories you're actually having in little snacks and drinks that you're having. So everyone should count calories for a few days or a week in some point of their life. I believe when we finished, when we were doing high school, in like year 11 or year 12, or maybe even younger, there should have been a class that teaches about nutrition, not just scientific nutrition or not just cooking classes. That's great, you know, practical stuff is great. But teaching us, you know, how many calories in a protein, how many calories in a fat, what does sugar have effect on the body, stuff like that's super interesting. And I would have loved to learn that at a really young age because I had to learn it the hard way through studying fitness and going to college. Now, The reason why counting macros and counting calories long-term can lead to eating disorders is because you you become very specific about the amount of macros and calories you're eating instead of the quality of the food. And even if you are specific about the quality of food, having the exact number on every single day to the the exact number, the exact decimal place is not healthy. Being specific being specific about one subject to it, OCD level is not healthy for anyone. For example, I don't believe in the gym that I work at in that they're using heart rate monitors to track everyone to win challenges. It is motivational, yes. And when you first start, it's amazing. You get a special heart rate monitor strap that goes on your chest, which is much better than using a watch. It tells you when you're in a fat burning zone and you get extra points when you are in this zone. It's great, yes, it's great when you first start. But the problem is people get obsessed with how many calories they're burning, where their heart rate's at, instead of the quality of the movement. Places like F45, you know, HIT, you know, 12 round, all these places. And I can tell you firsthand as I've worked at one of these places, so many people, so many people are injured and so many people are just trying to go as hard as they can to make sure the points on the screen in front of them are saying they're working hard. This is the same thing when it comes back. I could make a separate podcast just on heart rate monitors and tracking and stuff like that. But it's the same philosophy with tracking calories. You might know that you've hit a certain amount of protein, macro, uh, protein carbs and fats, which is absolutely amazing. But what you're missing out on is like the quality of food. And the real point to this whole podcast is because people like myself, when I was getting ready for my first fitness comps, learning how to track calories using MyFitnessPal, fantastic, you know, free app, absolutely fantastic, giving people the power to track their own calories and learn about macros and what calories they're on and what they're eating and what it's doing to their body, etc. But the problem is artificial sweeteners show up as zero calories. So you can just be pounding down artificial sweetened you know, beverages, food, etc., and getting your macros in check, and everything on my fitness pal says you should be fantastic. 
but you still got crazy cravings because artificial sweeteners. We could I could do a whole new podcast on that, but we won't go there right now. They will give you the same taste in your mouth as sugar. It's a sweetener taste. So, if it gives you that same taste, but no nutrients, no actual calories from it, you're then going to left. You're going to be left there wanting more, wanting more, wanting more. It creates crazy addiction to sugar because it's like being a meth head or a crack addict or whatever and they, you go to those doctor clinics and they give you something else that's kind of more legal that's on a script but you just get addicted to that it's not fixing the problem it's nice for a very short term fix yes that's true you know it is slightly healthier to choose a artificial sweeten than an actual straight sugar. The insulin spike will be a little bit less. You'll be, you know, less calories, etc. But it doesn't fix the problem. And this is the reason why tracking your calories f- full time all the time is unhealthy. Because what I decided to do, something to take home that's going to actually improve what you're doing, not just advice, something you can put into hard, practical use. Track your calories for three days. Three days become obsessed with tracking calories. It's time consuming. It is hard. You gotta search up, scan things on MyFitnessPal. You can use other apps, etc. That one's probably the most common. You know, most things you can scan, but most of the healthy food you're eating you have to type in. But just figure out that you're eating enough protein, that you're not shooting over your 50 grams of sugar a day. I really highly recommend that you get that sugar down low. And don't use artificially sweetened things to be able to stay in your calorie goal. That's just cheating your system. You're only lying to yourself. Just figure out where you were, where you are with your calories. And then you'll know, okay, that's why I've been putting on a bit of fat. That's why over this, you know, lockdown COVID period, I've, I've really, you know, I've really put on some unnecessary fat and I've, I've, you know, I've lost muscle and I'm not feeling so great. My mental health is not so great. My energy level's not so great. Maybe you're overeating sugars, under-eating protein, snacking unnecessarily. We all do it. We all do it. Don't worry, I'm not perfect. I've got a YouTube video up about the start of my transformation series. Week one, I felt absolutely disgusting. And yes, I'm genetically more on the skinny side. I can definitely put on body fat, easily. I'll be 28 next January. It's only going to get harder from here on out. So I like to be real with myself. But it got to the point where my joint, my joint pains were hurting. Like I had joint pain. Like my body was aching. My mental health wasn't great. So I decided, okay, I'm just going to track a little bit just for a few days. I'm going to start training again. Really track my training as well. I'll do a whole new podcast about tracking training. That's super important as well. But not, again, you don't want to obsess over it because numbers don't always equal results. I just want you to take home that you want to track your calories for a few days if you haven't tracked them in a while. Find out where you're at. Find out that you've uh, you've been overeating on sugars and you know unnecessary fats. That you're undereating on healthy protein. Find that out, and then figure out the meals that bring you closer to those protein goals. Keep you under the 50 grams of sugar. I would go as low as you can on sugar. It's only going to give you massive benefits absolute massive benefits it's going to give you make make your 
memory, your mind, your cognitive function absolutely fantastic. The lower sugar you have, and remember there's sugar, there's a little bit of sugar in carbs as well, sometimes a fair bit. And if you have too much sugar, I have too much carbs, even if it's low in sugar, it's still gonna give you that insulin spike, it's still not gonna be so good for your energy levels. You ever notice after a big high carb meal, you feel like having to sleep, you feel a bit tired, down, unnecessary. I like to have my carbohydrates before I go to bed. That's a whole new podcast again. Let's keep this one short and simple. So track your calories for a few days. Find out where you're at. Once you find out where you're at, devise a bit of a practical meal plan. Nothing too specific. Find five or six different proteins that work well for you. So, you know, if you're an eat, a meat eater like myself, you know, find out beef, lamb, chicken that you like. Find out what's affordable for you and your goals right now and your situation. Write down those few different protein sources. If you're not obsessed with, if you're not right into the meat and you want to do proteins from somewhere else, I recommend you don't obsess over using tofu and stuff that has so, uh, soy in it. It's not good for you. Very unhealthy. It's a, it's a, and again, it's a GMO. Most of them are GMO, genetically modified. So, you know what to do. Take it home practically. Track macros, track calories for a few days. Devise a meal plan. Figure out what proteins, a few different proteins that you like. You can use nuts, etc. Fish, etc. Eggs, bacon, etc. Find out the carbohydrates that are low in sugar. There's many different types of potatoes and sweet potatoes. That's fantastic. That's how you get your vegetables in if you're not a big greens vegetable salad eater like some people. I've been training clients for eight years. I understand there's some challenges, there's some addictions, there's some things that you don't like. There is not one set way. Figure out what works for you. I like to get most of my fats from meat because it's the healthiest way I believe and it works best for my body. Great energy levels, great for my hormones. I feel fantastic when I use fats for my meat. I used to think that me eating fat on the meat was unhealthy. I was very wrong. Do some research. It's one of the best ways to get your fats. Why wouldn't it be? We've been doing it since the day we were civilization was created. It was, you know, we're eating the fat from meat that that helps it preserve for longer, etc. That's why they put salt on things. That's why salt was worth so much money because it helps preserve the meat and the fat. Find out, you know, find out the meals that work for you. Devise a practical meal plan. Nothing too specific. Don't get too crazy detailed. Don't drink calories. Do not drink calories. What I mean by that is don't waste any of your calories and your macros on liquids unless you're very skinny and you're finding it hard to be able to get enough food in. That's a small percentage of the population, I can tell you that, but there's a lot of them out there. I was like that when I was younger. Sometimes a protein shake with a banana and a few things in it help get those calories up. If you don't want to have a big meal in the morning, if you don't want to have anything, you just want to fast, you could do like a liquid fast. You have like a nice healthy smoothie. Don't put a heap of sugar and shit in it. Keep it healthy. There you go, guys. That's why I believe tracking your calories and macros long term is very unhealthy and will create a eating disorder. Don't be that person that is just completely obsessed for a bit, gets great results, which is great, 
but then holds onto that for the rest of their life. And every day and every waking minute, they're like, let me just uh, put that into my fitness pal. Let me just track that because um, I'm going to have this. Or I'll have the diet Coke. I'll have this. I'll have that. Just eat real food, man. Super simple. Do it the right way. You're only lying to yourself. No one's no one's checking your MyFitnessPal. No one really knows what you're eating. Only you know. So keep it real. Do the right thing. That's it from me, guys. Catch you later. Bye.